0: Welcome back to the second episode of the book podcast. We're going to keep continue to read a little bit from Marcel Proust and his In Search of Lost Time. It's one of the most uh, just beautiful and uh, nuanced, detailed literature that really gives you deep nutrition and it really can change your life. Uh, It really changed my life gradually over over many years. Uh, So... mentioned in the first episode i read it over 16 years altogether i had half of it so this was a 12 volume uh, version i read six of it when i was in my early 20s and then five more when i was in my late 20s early 30s and then i decided to to wait with the last one until i was about the same age as the person in the book when he's in his 40s and then in my well, just recently in my late 30s, I then read the last part of it. And and I'm very happy that I waited because there are some things towards the end that is more easy to understand if you lived for a little bit longer, but it would also be great to read it if you're if you're younger as well. But there's an extra dimension when you can relate to how his perception of time has changed, which is something that happens when you... We're just when the, the amount of lived life in yourself grows beyond a certain certain size or amount, uh, it's just it's, you will relate to it in a different way. So, anyways, um, we have the beginning where he's about to fall asleep, and then I would ask myself what o'clock it could be. I could hear the whistling of trains, which now nearer and now farther off punctuating the distance like the note of a bird in a forest, showed me in perspective the deserted countryside through which a traveler would be hurrying towards the nearest station. The path that you followed being fixed forever in his memory, by the general excitement due to being in a strange place, to doing unusual things, to the last words of conversation, to farewells exchanged beneath an unfamiliar lamp, which echoed still in his ears amid the silence of the night, and to the delightful prospect of being once again at home. The the, the visuals here is just it's, it's so beautiful. And it's it's such a elegance and refinement to what he's doing, and how gradually he is opening this world. And then also easing in this, the way of sensing the world and reflecting on it. It's just a, a masterpiece. I would lay my cheeks gently against the comfortable cheeks of my pillow, as plump and blooming as the cheeks of babyhood. Or I would strike a match to look at my watch, nearly midnight. The hour when an invalid who has been obliged to start on a journey and to sleep in a strange hotel, awakens in a moment of illness and sees with glad relief a streak of daylight showing under his bedroom door. Oh, joy of joys, it is morning. The servants will be about in a minute. He can ring, and someone will come to look after him. The thought of being made comfortable gives him strength to endure his pain. He is certain he heard footsteps, they come nearer and then die away. The ray of light beneath his door is extinguished. It is midnight. Someone has turned out the gas. The last servant has gone to bed, and he must lie all night in agony, with no one to bring him any help. So here you have several things that are typical with Proust. Uh, One is this, already at the second page here, you have the, the element of surprise in some sense, like you, you get the sense that it is morning and then it turns out that, that it is the opposite. And then also how he, the, the the use of this image with like the pillow is as plump and blooming as the cheeks of babyhood. This way he's using this technique of, of uh, comparison, the simile, is uh, kind of a signature thing with Proust and it's it's uh, it's a great technique because and the more you you read it, the more you get used to that. There will always be this kind of uh, several worlds in one when you're reading Proust. But it's also at the same time very very gentle with the reader and 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 moving slowly, which is also something that will be a recurring theme. And he also comes back to this in the last book. So and just. <laughs> not to ruin the surprise at the end of the book but he will when he is in his 40s he will discover his big calling in his life which is to become a writer and then he also understands why his whole life has built him up towards that moment and he also gets very clear vision or a or a, an understanding of what he should do with his writing uh, and then when you come to that point, you understand more what he has been doing through the whole 4,000 pages. So it's um, it's a very um, generous project from Proust's, like, from his side to write this whole work. And uh, and he's really, in in my own view, having read the whole thing, he's really accomplishing a lot of what he wants to do. And he's very, um, he, he's out there to do something good. So, uh, but that's that's kind of the more of the, <laughs> the overall frame. Uh, so far, we are now just getting into the into the rhythm and the sentences and the poetry, the imagery, and and just the beauty of Proust. So we're going to stop it here. So now we have three paragraphs so far, <laughs> and um, hope some of this was uh, nice to hear or interesting or some food for thought. And as always, thank you so much for listening, and uh, have a great day.